Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Ben Mothker, who's the former Corporate Clinical Revenue Cycle Management Leader at Franciscan Health and is now with HCSC uh, as the Senior Divisional Strategy Consultant of Key Provider Partnerships at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, Montana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. Ben, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Laura, thank you so much. It's an honor to be with you. Now, I'm looking forward to our discussion. I know there's a lot happening in healthcare and really some very fascinating things that you've been a part of over the last few years. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background and your most recent career move? Certainly, certainly. Um, you know, I'm I, a physician by background. I did a year of family medicine residency, but felt like that, um, you know, early on coming from a family of physicians, I, I could tell that that would be disrupted and uh, pivoted into consulting thereafter. I was with um, R1, now uh, well, Accretive Health, now R1 RCM, uh, where I really learned the revenue cycle space and uh, a lot of the care management space as well, um, and was fortunate to uh, go from there to uh, Franciscan Health over the last decade or so um, and cover a numerous areas, care management, quality, but most recently revenue cycle management and um, in my capacity as corporate medical director of revenue cycle management, I uh, was able to really kind of integrate a few different areas um, uh, into care management that uh, were were sort of tangential to it. So um, have a sort of uh, broad scope of understanding of, of health systems, um, especially within a value-based care setting and um, the challenges, especially more recently within RCM and, and a lot of the opportunities um, that are really coming forward. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, you know, I think it's such an important time in healthcare right now, and especially in the revenue cycle side and the financial side. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the opportunities that you see out there for hospitals, health systems, and healthcare providers in general, as well as the headwinds that you have your eye on right now? Certainly. Um, you know, I think a lot of um, RCM leaders have been very focused on automation and, uh, you know, uh, coding, claims, processing, uh, denials, uh, patient access, a lot. Um, there's a lot that can be done um, in terms of, um, you know, utilizing your, especially with staffing shortages, utilizing the staff, staffing you have, but trying to automate um, and and integrate within your EMR or EHR as much as possible. Um, there have been some challenges with some early adopters because there are so many new entrants into the space um, that tried to get, you know, um, you know, uh, RPAs and, and uh, automation going uh, without a sound really understanding of the sort of client needs. But I think um, as this progresses, I think uh, a lot of these uh, you know, key vendors are starting to understand how to really integrate within the two major um, uh, health records, um, whether it's CERN or EPIC. Um, so I see a lot of opportunity moving forward with automation. I think there were initially some challenges, but I think in the revenue cycle space, when it comes to coding, you know, automated coding, a lot of clinical documentation opportunities, 
opportunities within the denial management space and then definitely also within the access space. Um, and then, you know, I think the two major players, uh, Epic and Cerner, you know, at, they're watching the vendors and they're slowly creating their own modules to um, uh, mimic or um, essentially do what a lot of the vendors do when it comes to access, um, like Epic Cheers, for example, um, as well as a lot of the payer provider, you know, platforms to integrate um, a lot of the payer provider transactional uh, systems. So I think those are all great opportunities to reduce friction between the payer and providers, which we in the revenue cycle world uh, need to deal with, you know, obsessively. And so um, I, I see that as a major opportunity moving forward is essentially, you know, into integrating the right automation tools within, you know, existing EHRs and getting the, that partnerships going with payers. Um, beyond that, I think, um, certain things that, you know, a lot of legislative changes coming from uh, CMS, HHS and CMS uh, have been to our benefit, especially when it comes to Medicare Advantage and the 2024 uh, uh, Medicare Advantage final rule, uh, providing more oversight um, and overbilling and, and, and claims processing and uh, a reduction in prior authorization. So I think um, that has really uh, will potentially be a boon for, for providers. Um, while also potentially being a double-edged sword because providers have been working on, you know, hierarchical condition category RAT and RAF adjustment as well, you know, in, in collaboration with payers. So I'm um, interested to see how that plays out. But overall, I think that's a great opportunity. In terms of headwinds, I think we're still facing staffing shortages across the board. I mean, in every department, even within, even if we're trying to automate revenue cycle, we still have staffing shortages with, just every sort of department, whether it's access, coding, uh, CDI staff, um, de denial staff, and then collections as well. I, you just overall, it, it, it seems like there's uh, really been a challenge in terms of staffing. And um, I think a lot of systems are outsourcing to an extent a portion of their RCM services because it, they're, they're having such challenges um, having to retain employees, uh, pay higher wages, um, and starting to look at potentially outsourcing services to uh, some of the some of the major consulting firms. So that's really been a headwind. Um, beyond that, I think you know also we're seeing staffing shortages in care management, social work, which I think are the basis of population health and and um, what health systems do. So definitely headwinds there as well. Absolutely, that's such a great point, and and certainly you know. Uh being able to troubleshoot and navigate um, those shortages affecting access to care, um, as well as the ability of the organization to bring patients in and get paid for them and all those kinds of things, make sure all the processes are, are done on the administrative side, as well as the clinical side is, is just fascinating. And um, from your perspective, what do you really see as being the big uh, um, ways that organizations can continue to add value in, in grow over the next couple of years as you're looking at these staffing shortages, additional, you know, technology automation coming in, but, you know, where do you really see as being the space where revenue cycle especially is headed um, to add value overall to hospitals and health systems? I think virtual care is, uh, is something very intriguing. I think um, seeing how that, how the billing changes will occur, but right now, 
um, uh, virtual telehealth and virtual care um, has just been a, a sort of a boom in terms of being able for our providers having the ability to see many more patients and having and many more patients having access um, and availability to providers um, in, in the right setting. And so I think um, that has been something that Revenue Cycles really um, had to keep a pace with and also keep uh, very focused on in terms of billing and how any billing changes that may help, uh, happen now that um, the public health emergency is winding down and you know uh, they may change tel telehealth and uh, virtual care um, reimbursement from CMS down. Um, beyond that, I think you know hospital at home models, uh, remote patient monitoring care management models um, that are sustainable um, and that really get to the patient and you know not bringing the patient into the hospital but getting to the patient in their uh, home and the and or um, in the right setting that those are real opportunities uh, just dependent on how uh, you are contractually structured with your insurer and your insurance your payers and um, you know again how, how well revenue cycle can keep abreast with that and uh, bill and collect for that um, I think there that is sort of the future uh, palliative care again is another area I think that um, you know, you, you have growing codes for social determinants of health and palliative care, and I think those are areas that uh, Revenue Cycle needs to uh, team up with providers and care managers and social workers to ensure that those codes are being um, captured and then uh, billed for. That's such a great point, and certainly is important for other organizations to remember to just keep that, um, you know, it, it's easier said than done, it, it, capturing the right codes and billing for them. Um, from your perspective, I know we've talked a little bit about some of the challenges, the headwinds financially, as well as with resources and staffing shortages. So I, I'm wondering for organizations that are really, you know, only maybe have an a opportunity to jump in and do a couple of new initiatives this year. What is a, a risk or investment that you think is still worth making? I would, you know, I would really say that the, some low hanging fruit is on, uh, you know, automating, working on automating a, a bit of coding if you haven't already done so um, and automating a bit of denials management because there's a lot of redundancy there. Um, overturn rates aren't always great. So if, if you have the ability to get the right um, uh, software or, or vendor, um, those are kind of quick wins. Um, but I think the big, the biggest thing that would be helpful to the health systems overall are uh, really getting the right sort of documentation automation tool like tools. So whether that's you know, uh, and I'll, I'll drop specific names like Microsoft DAX, which is, you know, integrating ChatGPT into it. Um, and it's, a, you know, sort of ambient in the background and capturing physician, you know, the physician patient interaction and then doing clinical documentation from there so that the, it's really reducing clinician burden. Um, I think that's, those are big wins. Um, uh, there are other vendors out there, iodine and, and a plenty of others that um, really you know, have an AI basis, but have been focused on clinical documentation, integrity, and coding, and um, really getting those two things combined and doing it in a in a fashion that is, uh, you know, integrated and high integrity, and really not prompting providers to do more, 
uh, and really taking that burden off the providers so that they're not doing more clicks, they're not having to answer more queries. Um, that really will help them see more patients and reduce physician burden because uh, I think one of the major issues uh, we're facing is overall clinician burden from social workers, nurses, doctors, they're all burnt out. Um, and in revenue cycle, being able to capture all everything we need so we can bill appropriately without burdening the clinicians is, is that's, I think, the next huge win uh, for health systems that we need to work towards. Absolutely. That sounds like such an exciting space to be in. And once that transformation is made, it just making life a lot easier for the clinicians as well as um, everybody involved with the administrative part of the revenue cycle. And, uh, you know, I know you've had a little, your foot in both spaces. So, and now on the payer side as well, um, given that very global view of, of healthcare and in the healthcare organization, where do you see the best opportunities for growth and development in the future? Um, what are you really excited about and uh, where do you see healthcare headed as it evolves so quickly? Um, broadly, I definitely see, you know, um, health systems needing to, to work more closely with payers on post-acute partnerships and growing their clinically integrated networks and their ACOs, moving away from fee-for-service towards value-based care models like LAN4 and LAN5 models that have to take, taking on more risk um, for the states and systems that, that are ready for that and have the payer-provider relationships and partnerships that are capable of, of moving towards, you know, that that level of partnership and adjudication. Ultimately, I think with from a revenue cycle standpoint, that changes things because, uh, you you know, when you're moving away from future service, you're really starting to have to focus, you know, how does revenue cycle start working with other departments like quality and uh, under and care management, understanding that a lot of what care management and quality are doing will, you know, in the end, at the end of the year, be, be the shared savings that you may earn. So um, how, do, how does revenue cycle work towards supporting those departments? And um, so I, I see that as, uh, you know, the, the, the way forward. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And definitely appreciate your perspective here, Ven. And it'll be great to see you in person as well at our Health IT Revenue Cycle and Digital Health event, October uh, 3rd through 6th. It's at Navy Pier, and it'll be great to see you there in person. I know a lot of these themes will be uh, big discussion items um, with a lot of the different panels, whether it's on technology, automation, um, or the revenue cycle side. So I'm looking forward to that, and it'll be ex just an exciting time. Definitely. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, Becker's health conferences are always uh, great ones and uh, you always have great lineups and I'm fortunate to, to be part of it. So thank you so much. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized and meaningful way. Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.